Welcome to the Super Fast Lane Woman podcast. Now, Super Fast Lane Woman was originally created several years ago when I realized I personally didn't fit into a certain box. I wasn't just a stay-at-home mom. I wasn't just a business owner. I wasn't just a wife or a sister or a student. I wasn't going to be just one thing. And I quickly realized that I didn't have just one talent or specialty. I had many. I didn't want just one. And when I tried, I ended up falling short of what really lit me up inside. So Super Fast Lane Woman was born. Women wearing multiple hats, always going, 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 and having a hell of a story to tell, and just living life in the fast lane. We are women and we have a lot to say. We have been through a lot and we could learn from one another. Women's leadership can present itself through teenagers on up to grandmas. Each one of us learns at a different pace and each life experience can help another. Super Fast Lane Woman is is here to help moms, sisters, teenagers, aspiring leaders, teachers, production workers, literally anyone that calls themselves a woman. Be the best that they can be by loving who they are and who they are working to be and shining a light on the little things that make us live life in the fast lane. It's about helping each other grow by sharing our stories. You will hear stories of other women all working their way through the busyness and becoming successful in their own eyes. Listen to their stories and sit in the passenger seat of their ride. You may just learn something about yourself along the way. And today I have the privilege of interviewing Katie Storm. And her last name actually says it all. She's a powerful storm and has quite the story to tell. Katie is a mom, entrepreneur, and employee, and we'll get to those details later, and an influencer, especially to other moms around her and through her church. Welcome, Katie. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I am excited that you uh, responded to a message that I posted on Facebook, and immediately I was like, why did I not think of Katie Storm (laughs) to do this interview? Um, So Katie, first of all, you know, I feel like I know enough about you but then the more you post on Facebook with your live streams and everything I realize that I don't know a lot about you so I'd love to hear your background like did you come from the Flathead Valley or like where are you from so tell me a little bit about your background yeah so um I actually had a really good childhood we did move a lot um my dad was in the military when I was born so we lived over on the east coast in Virginia Um, I was born in Washington, D.C. at the Walter Reed Army Medical Center, which is where the presidents go. Wow. (laughs) So I I think that's pretty cool. (laughs) I don't remember it. um, And then we moved back over to the Northwest, um, into Oregon, down into Idaho, up into Washington State, um, and then over into Montana roughly 20 years ago. So um, most of my life I've been here in Montana. How old are you, Katie? 32. Okay. Yep. And did you go to school in Whitefish or Kalispell? Or? Kalispell. Okay. Yep. What year did you graduate? I graduated in 06 from Flathead. Nice. Now, what was your uh, decision to not go to college? Like, how did you make that decision? Um, honestly, right out of the gates of high school, I had a really good job with Les Schwab Tire Center um, that paid me well. And it had learning curves, and so I just decided not to get myself into student debt. I didn't know what I would go to school for anyway right. <laughs> at that time. 
That's good. And now you worked for Les Schwab for a really long time. 15 years, yeah. And you just recently quit. I did. Right? (laughs) I did. Now, I was going to talk about that later, but that kind of uh, is a good transition here. So you worked there for 15 years, Mm -hmm. very set, benefits, everything. What was the challenge about working at Les Schwab? Um, Well, for those that don't know, I'm a single mom, um, and the hours vary. So... You know, I'd say half of the year you work an average 40. Um, Sometimes, though, you get sent home early. Sometimes you're expected to stay longer, up to, like, 75, 80-hour weeks. Um, And I'm it. You know, I don't have a husband at home, um, you know, to tag team and be like, hey, I'm not going to be home until 8 tonight. Can you make dinner and get the kids in bed? Um, With that being said, her dad is in our lives, but not in our home. So. It was just super hard, and that aside, um, I missed my child. I mean, from seven weeks old until recently, she's a, she's a little over three, I just feel like I missed out on so much. We right. missed each other just 14, 15 hours a day was just too much. It's a lot. And then I feel like behaviors can happen, and she doesn't mean to be a, a little brat, but I mean, I went through I went through that with my kids, where yeah. it's like they're they're having a hard time, but it's because they're not able to spend time with mom, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's tough. They need yeah. their mom. Now, the other challenge, though, how many men were there compared to women? I was the only girl. <laughs> that would be tough. And we had a crew of about anywhere from eleven to fifteen, so. Wow. Yeah. Lots of testosterone in one building. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So then what prompted you to change careers? And tell us what you do now. Um, I work for, um, a commercial construction company that just moved their main office here to Kalispell. It's called Tricon. Um, and I work in the office as an admin assistant, although I, you know, I'm already working my way up, but, um, I actually wasn't looking for a job. I I wasn't actively looking for a job. Um, One of my friends, who I actually don't know that well, um, but I would still consider her a friend, um, started working for the company, and she said, hey, we're looking for an admin assistant. Would you be interested? And I was like, yeah, sure, I guess I'll listen. But, like, (laughs) I mean, I... I have looked for a job before just because of the complications of the hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing even came close to what I was doing at Leshwa, you know, getting at Leshwa right. with the benefits and pay. Um, but I went and I listened anyways. Um, and it's, it's kind of a funny story because I actually told them no at first. Oh, you did? I did. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I said, sorry, but your benefits just aren't as good. I've got to stay. Oh, no. Um, and they said, okay, well, let us know if you reconsider. And I immediately just felt like that was the wrong decision. Just something you could ins- feel it just, inside. Yeah, something deep down was just like, no, that was not what you were supposed to do. <laughs> and I cried. Like, I immediately started crying, wow. and I just didn't feel good about it. And um, I was proud of myself. I, I mean, I had not ever had a real job interview in my entire life. Wow. <laughs> Until then. Not so did like you that. just kind of like acquire the job at Les Schwab and so then... Yeah, my dad worked for Les Schwab okay. since I was about uh, 
one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of moved into that position. So now here you are, yeah. 15 years later, trying to yeah, get a was, job. Yep. I didn't work for my dad, but it was kind of like, hey, the manager in the neighboring town is looking for a bookkeeper. I bet if you go in there, he'll give you the job. And that's pretty much what happened. Right. Hey, are you willing to work full time? This is what I'll offer you. Sound good? Yep. Okay. See you Monday. Um, my interview with Tricon, I thought I would go in, chat with some lady in an office for a little bit and leave. Um, but that's not how it went. I went in, it was very serious. Um, the owner was there. Uh, the HR lady was in there. So a little intimidating. Yeah. There was another lady in there. Um, and then they also conferenced in the controller who works in the (laughs) Hamilton office, um, who I actually help. So... Uh, to say I was nervous was an understatement, <laughs> and they could see it, and he, the, oh, the sure. owner even was like, just take a deep breath, like, oh, you, don't, you don't have anything to <laughs> be nervous about here. Oh, wow. Um, first time I had made a resume since high school. Oh, jeez. <laughs> How I got this job, I don't know, because like I said, I said no. Um, a week later, I asked for more money to make up for the difference in benefits. That's cool. Um, and they said, Yeah. Awesome. There you so, go. What What is the harm? You, you had to ask, right? Yeah. And, you know, it, it, I don't want to get into the money too much, but, you know, it, and the money isn't everything, but I, you know, I did need to make sure uh, as a single mom that I could definitely continue to support me and Ember. Because um, you were taking a risk. You mm-hmm. were quitting a job that you yeah. had security in. Yeah. And it was and scary. Just, it yeah, was so scary. For sure. But how do you feel now? Do you feel good? I feel great. I'm so glad I did it. It's very accommodating um, right. for me as a mom. Because you work like four and a half days a week most of the time, right? Or um, I do work. We do get some Fridays half off. That's cool. Um, but I do work full five days okay. every other week. Yeah, That's cool. Well, now so. with that, you work at a new company yep. that I've actually never heard of until you had started talking about it. So it's kind of cool that a Missoula company is coming up in here mm-hmm. into the Flathead Valley and growing and mm-hmm. creating employment up here for our uh, residents here in the Flathead. But now you have that career, but you are also an entrepreneur. Yes. So, and how long have you been an entrepreneur? Um... <sighs> Since I was about 18. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So for 18 years, 16 years? 16 years. <laughs> did I do the math right? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So where did it start then? Because um, my The very first direct sales company I was with was Pampered Chef. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been in multiple since. Yeah. Very cool. Now, how do you, when you talk about uh, direct sales and like you are very good at it, like I see you on social media and, Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, some of it though gets a bad name, but I feel like you are able to present it in a very good way. Do you feel like the company behind who you're representing is, is, is what directs that or do you, like, I feel it's you. I don't feel it's the company. I feel it's you because I feel like. Each person that I've seen in direct sales, the, the company has their own name, and I could not like the company, but if that person loves it and can sell it to me, I'll still buy the product. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, so I agree with that to an extent. Um, I do feel um, as a consultant of a direct sales company, I do feel like it's a company that you have to 
love and mm-hmm. feel passionate about their products or it's not going to work. Right. Um, but there is something I did quite a bit of training in the last company, I, company I was with. And one thing that I learned, um, that is so important is that you're actually not really selling a product. You're selling yourself. Totally. And in every, I mentioned that I started with uh, pampered chef and I've been in, um, I'm just about ready to enter my fifth company. And, um, I would say that, um, in every single company that I've been in, I have learned and grown in some way. And no matter if it worked out or it didn't work out, or I made $10 or $1,000, I learned something in every single company and I don't regret being a part of any of them. I think that's huge. And that is one of the things that I really like about direct sales. Like I don't personally do a direct sales right now, but I do, I have in the past, I've done several in the past and, but everything that they teach you is personal development. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that because whether you're in direct sales or not, you need to do personal development and, but they push it and they, they strive for that. Like do your, do your devotions every morning and do leadership training and read your books, listen to your podcasts. Like they push that. And I think that's great. And the people who actually do it, they're the ones that rise to the top. Yep. I was just going to say that. I think that it, then it's up to you. I mean, they kind of encourage it and then the rest is up to you. And, you know, just to kind of touch on why I've been in five different companies, um, you know, as people, we evolve and companies evolve and teams evolve. And, right. you know, just sometimes you fall in and out of alignment and it's just like changing jobs and totally. it's perfectly okay. So I think people are scared that like if they switch to a different company that people aren't going to trust them. And I think that if you're just really honest with your um, audience and just let them know, like, I outgrew that. Right. And I'm really passionate about this and excited. It's no different than changing jobs. Exactly. It's perfectly acceptable. People do it all the time. And I think that's great. Now, with those transitions, you talked about when you were in that, when when you basically said, no, I don't want the job at Tricon. Mm -hmm. And then you feel it inside. Now, I know you're a Christian woman. Do you feel like that was the Holy Spirit also talking to you in that? Absolutely. Yeah, I... Um, I mean, I've been going through some tough stuff and having, um, the stress of my job was definitely not helping at all. Um, but you know, actually what I did was I just started thinking God and, um, just letting him know that I was thankful for what my job was providing me in that time. Right. Um, and that's when things changed, you know, giving that thanks Mm -hmm. and, and that gratitude and being able to, uh, yeah, give God the glory. Because yep. he's got a path for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it could have been just staying at Les Schwab, but you yep. took, he put something in front of you and you were able to go after it. So I think that's really cool. Now, with your Christianity, I want to move into a little bit about some of the stuff you've done at your church. Now, how long have you been a Christian? Um, I mean, honestly, my whole life. But actually practicing, um, only about five years or okay. so. Wow. I did not, I think I've only known you for five years. Yeah. Maybe six years. Yeah. It wasn't that long before we met really. Yeah. So what, 
I want to hear your salvation story. Like, can you tell me how? Um, I'll try and shorten it up. Okay. <laughs> Sounds um, I actually do really like the whole story. Um, we can do a whole nother podcast on your full testimony. Yeah. <laughs> I actually do want to do a whole live on it. Um, but long story short, I grew up, we, we prayed here and there at the dinner table. We went to church as a family here and there. Um, but we talked about God. It wasn't like we definitely believed in him, but it just wasn't something that we practiced. Um, and there was a point where I went to a church, um, just me and my brother, we went to the kids ministry and I remember some lady asking me who my savior was. And I said, I don't know what that means. Wow. And And you grew up as a Christian. mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, I mean, believing who so, God was, but right. I just didn't understand the terminology. Right. And I was probably 11 or 12. Wow. My brother was about six or so. Um, and you would think that she would have explained it to me, but she actually started making fun of me. Oh, no. And um, that really kind of pushed me away from the church in general for a really long time. Um I believed in God, but I didn't, like, understand any of the practices. Um, I thought church was terrible. Wow. And as I grew older, I just went through some really hard times with, like, um, almost losing my dad. And he, my dad is a walking miracle. Um, but that wasn't enough to get me back in the church. <laughs> wow. And my brother was, then shortly after that, got into drugs, um, which was very painful to watch and if you know anybody who is dealing with that anybody listening if you know somebody who has a family member or loved one going through that just know that they need extra love um but it just got to a point where I mean my anxiety was so life controlling it was so bad I lived in fear 24 7 I wasn't sleeping well I feared something happening to my dad my mom everybody um, fear just controlled me and I got to a really dark place. Um, I've never been like suicidal or anything like that, but just like super sad and depressed. And like I said, high anxiety. Uh, and I had saw that one of my friends was going to a new church around here called Fresh Life. And I just remember texting her just I was crying so hard I could barely see the words on the screen and I was just asking her if I could join her and her boyfriend for church the next time they went um and she said of course so Mm. the next Sunday we all went on a Saturday night and I we sat up like upstairs in the back (laughs) and I was like this is good this makes me comfortable because you know I just really haven't been back in church much since that time that lady made fun of me um and that night at the end of every service you know they say if you want to ask Jesus into your heart like now's the time everyone close your eyes and raise your hand and I did and I just remember this like really warm feeling coming overcoming my entire body and I just got like really emotional and They started singing again after that, and I was just, like, crying the whole time. (laughs) And I'll never forget that moment, just because it was just such a special moment. And I know it was the Holy Spirit, just like, you know, I was welcoming the the Holy Spirit and God into my life. And 
And then I just continued to go to church. Um, I found a different church since then. I go to Canvas Church, and I'm very happy there. Um, And now I sit up front, and I raise my hand, and (laughs) You don't sit in the back anymore and hide? (laughs) No, I don't. That's awesome. So. That is so cool. Um, Gosh, I definitely want to hear more of that story. (laughs) Now, with Canvas Church, you do do a women's ministry with that. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, So I co-lead a group called Embrace Life um, through the church. And it's basically a group for, um, single mothers to come and, uh, get supported and loved on and know that, you know, irregardless of them having children out of wedlock, um, or, you know, whatever their circumstance may be that God still loves them. Mm -hmm. We're here to support them and guide them through that. Um, we also kind of provide them with resources and stuff like that. So there's a whole curriculum. We may be changing it up just a little, um, just to be a little bit more inclusive. Canvas Church is very much a multi-generational church. Okay. And really anybody can come to this group. They don't have to be a part of Canvas. Okay. How many people do you have come? Um, last semester we had eight, eight or nine. Okay. And do you meet once a week? Once a week for eight weeks. Nice. Mm -hmm. That's really kind of like cool. a Bible study. And then you did the Embrace Grace before that, and that's for the pregnant moms you're talking yep, about. Yep, when they're pregnant, yep. Getting that And support. that's usually when they're most vulnerable. Um, both ministries have been super awesome to be a part of. Yeah. Um, you know, the difference with Embrace Grace is that they're pregnant and it's new, and typically they're pretty young. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and their boyfriend or whatever may be encouraging them you know to make certain decisions or their parents like potentially having an abortion or something yeah yeah so and we just love them through it and show them their options right and we love them in a loving way and that's really cool now do you feel that you're a co-leader so you have this like leadership role Mm -hmm. but do you feel like being a part of that group as a leader has also helped you personally Mm -hmm. yeah um, ironically, did not know that I would become a single mom when I started leading the group. That's, so wow, yeah, that's interesting. Um, when I first signed up with my co-leader, when we decided to lead Embrace Life, um, I didn't know at that time that I was going to be a single mom. I was still fighting for my marriage, so right. it was really Maybe just as good for me as it was for all those other girls. I was going to say, God was setting you up to, to give to get that yeah it kind of gave me goosebumps once I like really realized what was happening I'm like oh wow (laughs) okay I hear you I hear you God (laughs) that is it's cool that you've you had that support during that time then Mm -hmm. um now you also like you've been through a lot the last couple of years Mm -hmm. so you've been a Christian for five you've been a part of the embrace grace and embrace life for two to three years maybe three years I guess okay Mm -hmm. Now, you also are dealing with something that, like, we actually somewhat share in, in with an autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, like, that, that combination is just, it can really tear a person mm-hmm. down. So tell me about, because uh, you call it Hashimoto's, right? Yep. Okay, I only know a little bit about it, but tell our audience a little bit more about it. Um, so basically, 
my body is trying to attack my thyroid. It knows that it's not functioning properly, and so instead of healing, it's trying to attack it, which is pretty common for an autoimmune disorder. It's mm-hmm. just what part of the body is your body attacking. Exactly. Um, and it's my thyroid, so it's very low-functioning, which... Um, for those that don't know, the thyroid is very important for balancing your hormones. So it's like a domino effect in my body. Mm-hmm. How long have you had it or known that you've had it anyway? Well, my thyroid was a little low functioning before I had Ember, but okay. we had it all. I mean, I was level. My medication was perfect. I felt great. Pregnancy was great. Um, and then I lost my milk after I had Ember and it just upset my whole body and my doctor feels like that's probably what triggered it, which right. is pretty common. Yeah, yeah, definitely. With autoimmune, it's like something mm-hmm. triggers it. You, you've always probably had it or had right. um, it just waiting to, yeah. to, be, <laughs> to be exploded, I guess. Yeah. How do you manage that on a day-to-day basis? Well, the one advantage to Hashimoto's is it's not really painful. That's good. So um, I'm thankful for that. Um, however, there's... A con to that I don't know what's helpful and what's not it's like a silent silent disease very silent yeah. yeah so I'm still trying to figure out what the magic balance is right. but I use um well stress is a huge trigger a for trigger yeah <laughs> um, and the last few years have been oh really stressful but out of my control right, right. um and that's kind of irritating in a sense because right. it's like I kind of feel like that's like my missing puzzle piece. Right. Um, but I use like oils and uh, diet. Right. Um, I cut out gluten and nightshades for a while. Yeah. Uh, but gluten's a big one. So. I think it's important too with people who've got chronic diseases and autoimmune diseases that whatever works for you like you're still trying to figure it out Mm -hmm. and we all have to we all have to Mm -hmm. figure out what's good for our moment because the stress level definitely helps our our work our relationships what we eat like all of that is a combo and what you're doing is going to be different for what somebody else is going to do but we can all learn from each other yeah and I would say, like, the hardest part of an autoimmune, and probably doesn't matter what autoimmune disease you have, is that everybody's body is so different and responds so different to treatment that it's, the information is quite controversial. Totally. You know, it's not, it's not like a, I mean, I had something called SIBO once, and it was textbook. I mean, I did this thing for 90 days, and I, it was gone. This is completely different, and it right. requires so much patience that <laughs> yeah, <it's> testing me. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. No, I think that's important for people to understand is that it, it's not just oh, I can check a box and it'll be done. You know, like it doesn't work that way. So, and I would say honestly, the hardest part that has been for me, and it's been hard for my whole entire life, um, has been my weight, and I feel like somebody who doesn't know me, and it, it doesn't. I am aware now it doesn't matter, but for so long in my life, I felt like I knew that I was trying to be active and that I eat really healthy, but somebody who just sees me, you know, might look at me and say, gosh, like she needs to take better care of herself or, you know, work out more or eat healthier. But like in reality, I do all of that. (laughs) Right. They don't see the whole picture. They're only seeing one piece of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's tough, and that's like a whole nother. That's a whole nother topic of yeah. When people, <laughs> it's like it that is. judgment of like, oh, what are you doing? Like, you have no idea. <laughs> it's humbled me in the sense of like not judging other people. Though, oh, definitely, because you, know? you have you no know. idea what people are going through. Nope. They could be skinny as a pole, and you're like, oh, that person's anorexic, or they could be overweight and like, oh, all they do is eat junk food, but you have no idea. That skinny person might have a disease that they can't eat. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you you just don't know. And that's, that's frustrating. I'm mm-hmm. glad you mentioned that because it's the perception that we have. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's all that big perception. Um, now, as you've, you've gone, again, through a lot, and what would be, what do you feel like has been your most challenging aspect in the last, well, just in the last five years since you became a Christian, what do you think has been the most challenging? Um, a failed marriage. Um, not to like get into detail, but uh, as a Christian woman, um, knowing when to leave a marriage that's not healthy was really hard. And I know you as a fighter, and you're fighting for that. Yep. You wanted to make it better, so that that's tough. Yeah, um, it was, and I feel like as hard as it's been, um, I've really got to know who I am, though. Definitely. Like, I've really, it's really challenged me to come to a space of, like, really knowing God Mm-hmm. really knowing who I am um, and loving myself and it's launching me into helping other people. Right. So there is beauty in the storm. Totally. <laughs> oh my gosh. That, that just gave me chills actually. That's so awesome. So in that then, what's your proudest moment? I feel like you might have just said it. <laughs> so. um, I'm going to get a little emotional maybe. <laughs> Sorry. Um, honestly, my proudest moment would be embracing the relationship between my daughter and her father, um, even though my heart was hurting. So Wow. That's big. It would have been really, really easy for me to separate them. Oh, totally. And I chose not to do that. You had that power and you didn't do it. That's awesome. And she, they have built a relationship that they didn't have two years ago. So yeah. I was going to toot my horn on that one for a second. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, I feel like I embraced that and I fostered yeah. it. And I'm That's glad good. I did. It's Could, still hard. I but bet. I'm really glad I did. I bet. Because, yeah, you could have totally flipped it. <clears throat> made it not a good situation. And I'm proud of you. That's huge. Yeah, I try and just put myself in my daughter's shoes. Right. Um, and how would I feel when I grow up if I you know, knew what was happening in this moment. Right. If I was her. Wow. That's... How would have I wanted my mom to handle it? Right. And my parents are high school sweethearts, so... Right. <laughs> I didn't grow up, like, in a, in a broken home. Right. So. Wow. I'm proud of you. That's huge. It's <laughs> very huge. Um, now, you've got some big things coming up, so you've... 
you said earlier you were transitioning from one thing to another thing and then you have another thing going so tell me a little (laughs) bit about your new venture and then also the spinoff group that you're creating um so I am leaving the makeup and beauty industry and launching into activewear um why for fun (laughs) um every company I've been in with direct sales before has literally been to try and quit my job oh gosh yeah um which never happened and I'm not saying it can't but it didn't happen for me um but I love activewear a lot (laughs) um so I figured why not just sell it for fun so um I'm transitioning my position in direct sales from trying to quit my job to just having it for fun and you know a little extra income because it is helpful as a single mom right to have even if it's just an extra hundred bucks a month you know and actually like it's the definition of why I have super fast lane woman out there because when you have an entrepreneurial spirit you can't just do one thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't. Like, I know you can't. No. I can't do it. Like, I was going to step away from direct sales. And right. I, chose, I just, I was like, no, I kind of miss it. You've got it. Like, there's, okay, you have your nine-to-five job, but then yeah. you're like, I've got so many ideas and yeah. so many things I want to do. Like, that's so you. You are a super fast lane woman. <laughs> um, so, it's called Zia, right? As, well, I pronounce it Zaya. Zaya. Okay. Yeah. Zaya. And so. all kinds, uh, sports bras, leggings. Yeah, awesome. pretty much anything for men, women, and children. Um, I kind of always wanted to own my own, like, athletic wear company, and maybe one day I will. But right now, this is, you That's know, so this cool. is my outlet to do that because I really cool. like it. And the quality is... Yeah, you're going to have to show. Really do you have great. some? You're I'm wearing to... it. Awesome. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I might be your first customer. <laughs> I love active wear, too. Yeah, um, and it can get really expensive like some of it I feel like they've inflated the prices so much like you look at some of these brands and you're like I'm not going to spend a hundred dollars on a set of a pair of leggings and you're like oh my gosh but if you can get it more affordable Mm -hmm. so I would say the quality is um definitely higher in quality for a little less so the leggings are not a hundred dollars um, they're also not 20. But, right. But still, yeah, but the no, I get it. really good. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm excited about that. So then you're also doing a group for women mm-hmm. to help embrace who they are right yep. now, right? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so I am just today launched a group called Love You. Um, like you would end a letter, love, comma, you. Nice. Um, and... The idea of the name is that, you know, we're all, like, living in a story. We talk about, like, chapters in our life and seasons in our life. And at the end of this chapter that I am helping women with in this group, Mm -hmm. um, they're going to love themselves for who they are right now. Not They're not going to, oh, I'll love myself more when I have two kids or when I am able to have kids I know that's like a big struggle for a lot of my friends um being married uh being skinnier um being healthier you know I want people I want women to learn to love themselves right here right now for who they are exactly as they are right now and 
me, I did not a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. you know. I wanted to be skinnier. I wanted to be a better wife. I wanted to be a better mom. I wanted to have more kids. I wanted to be successful in my business. Um, I always just needed more before I could be happy right. with who I was. And no wonder nothing was changing. Right. Um, kind of goes back to the same thing with my job. Once, once I became grateful for the job, things changed. Definitely. Once, you know, once I started loving myself, like truly loving myself mm-hmm. right now, even though, you know, sure, I would love to lose some more weight. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to be more successful. Right. All these things. But I can love myself then, too. Right. And love myself right now. So, um, it's going to be a prelude also kind of to me jumping into being um, a self-love and boundaries coach. So Very cool. I definitely want to dive into boundaries. Yeah. Um, with people. I think that's super hard as a Christian to create boundaries because yeah. you want to be everything for everyone. You don't want to say no. I know. Actually, we just talked about it in church today, but then you, you know, you burn out. You do. We were just talking about planning and like trying so hard to get our schedules and our life like planned and in order. And it's like, mm-hmm. nope, you need to. If you're going to start planning stuff, you really need to bring it up to the Lord and make sure that's the plan he has for you because yep. <laughs> otherwise you're just wasting your time and that's huge. I'm excited. Did you invite me to that group? Cause I really want to be a part of that group. How do I be a if part I of that If I haven't yet, group? I will. Okay. <laughs> I um, literally launched it before I walked into church and then you came over after church. That's so, awesome. I and I just, the, the cool thing about this is like, coming here today I had no idea that you were quitting your makeup company switching to an activewear company and then launching this group like this all happened (laughs) like I feel like it's the Holy Spirit totally like because like I I want to highlight women just like you and like your story and what you're doing it gives people hope gives other women hope that they can do more mm-hmm. and they have so much more inside of them mm-hmm. and they can get through all the pain and yeah. so a few last little things now you are a super fast lane woman so is there anything else that you want to if somebody was sitting in your passenger seat and you wanted to tell them one statement about about something that could change their life, what would you tell them to encourage them as they were sitting in the passenger seat? Well, I could keep it simple and say, just say yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think to kind of get a little bit deeper, I feel like if I could sit down and tell somebody anything if they were wondering anything, like, should they move forward? Why is this happening to me? And everything in between. Um, Somebody told me one time, and it was a game changer for me, was that one of God's greatest gifts to everyone is wisdom. And sometimes to gain wisdom, we have to go through some really hard things. But God would want us to use that wisdom. Wow. That's 
huge. So would you change anything that you've ever, that you've been through? Would you change it? No, not really. I mean, I would rather not go through all of it again. Right, right. <laughs> um, but I've accepted the fact that it's brought me to where I am. And exactly. that God is just using me for things bigger than I oh, yeah. saw in that time. In Definitely. Those times. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. Katie Storm, you're amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Do you have a personal brand? I know you've got your love you. But is your new athletic wear going to have a personal brand, or do we have to just wait and see kind of how it develops? Um, I haven't decided yet. All right. Yeah, so no. So we, where, how can we find you? I mean, Katie Storm, you can't forget the name. Katie Storm, Kate Storm. Okay. That's the two things right now. Um, and then if somebody wants to be a part of the Love You, do they just find that group? Um, yeah, it's just love, comma, you. Okay. Dot. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll have it linked probably onto my Facebook and nice. all that soon. Tonight. You might have to make, like, a blog or something. I have, like, I have thought about doing a blog. <laughs> okay. I like to write. Yeah. People like my writing. Yeah. So what I've said. So, if I did, it would be tied into love you. Right. So that's exciting. Well, I'm excited to see how this goes. And I've just, I've seen you in the last five years or four years, or I don't even, I feel like we've known each other for a few years. It's kind of a blur, but, um, I'm excited. You have a lot of good things. I'm excited. Any last little tidbits that you want to tell other ladies out there? Um, I don't think so. I can't. I think I talked a lot. It's good. That, <laughs> I left that a was, lot on the table. <laughs> that was the point. Well, if anybody wants to find you, I will. I do have one more thing. Oh, go for it. Yes. Because um, we were talking a little earlier about, like, feeling alone. And although it seems like that sometimes, I just want to remind everybody that they are not alone. God is always with you, even when you don't feel like it. He's there. And it, you'll notice it later. Probably. Even in that moment, you may not feel it, but yep. he's there. When you reflect, you'll know. That's awesome. Yep. Katie Storm, you're amazing. Thank you for being on Super Fast Lane Woman. And that is all I have for today. I hope you guys all enjoy your day, and thanks for listening. <laughs>